Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 104. There is 104 days of summer vacation. Our school comes along just to end it. The Phineas and Ferb episode. I'm joined by... episode. I'm joined by Dylan, Tucker, and Cam. How are we doing, gentlemen? Living the dream. So right off the bat, loser, Tucker and I, COVID, to start the new season of Wasted Takes, we have COVID. Um, went to the Patriots game. It took you long enough. Cam and I had this done a while ago. Yep. So we are officially now the COVID podcast. We've all had it. So, um, it's not bad. I'm, I'm okay. I think, uh, I got the booster like a week before I got it. So that might've helped. I don't know. I, I feel fine. I just have a cough. I think Tucker. you got the om- Omicron. That's, I'm also guessing that I have yeah, the, shout out Omicron. Yeah, the crappy variant. Tucker, how are you feeling? I feel like a million bucks. Tuck, oh my God, that whiskey's strong. Tuck, um, you don't seem bad at all. You seem perfectly fine. No, I feel absolutely fine. Like I would be at work right now if it Trey, wasn't. Trey, Trey looks a little sick. Yeah, I'm a little sick. I, it's like I, a I bad cold. I think that he only looks sick because he's wearing a blanket, though. That's true. If he wasn't wearing the blanket, would you still think he's sick? Well, I also had but, plans this week to get a haircut, and I didn't bring my razors home because I was going to buy some. And that has all been mixed. So I look, yeah, I look grizzly. I got the, the fro going, the like bed head. I got the beard going. I look like I'm a hermit, which I essentially am. Haven't left my basement in four days now. So what happens if you? It's five days, right? So, but if you have symptoms, is it another five days? I think so. Yeah. Oh, enjoy so. the ten days then. They cut it in half. Because they wanted to cut it in half. That's that's yeah. what I that's, <laughs> that's what, what I, got. I that's what I've heard too. That's what I got out of uh, Fauci's speech there. Anyways, um, I did not do a poll this week between getting COVID, traveling to Boston for the Patriots game, Christmas. I just <laughs> didn't think about it. Um, so the first point of the year will be delayed. I'll do that tomorrow since I have nothing to do better. Um, I was gonna do it earlier today and then I forgot again. So. No, no point, no first point to give out. Um, any other winners and losers? Anyone to think of? Uh, loser, Raiders, uh, eight wins. Uh, loser for me there. I had a ba- I had a quarterback take that. Oh wait, Tucker, your Sam Ellinger take could be huge this week. Oh yeah, yeah. So Sam so Ellinger might lead them to the playoffs. But that's the thing is if they win, they still don't make the playoffs. They need some other stuff to happen. But it's very possible. Potentially great take. Um, um, revived. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself as a tentative winner. As of now, we are almost halfway through the NBA season, and the Lakers are in seventh in the Western Conference. Yep, Lakers stick. Sticking true to that take. I'll put myself as a – well, D- Dylan, you also have a kind of winner. They're saying Carmelo being added to the team would make them worse. Did you – well. That's the same on, take, on isn't it? Was, they're going to be so bad that they're going to finish, I think, seventh or below or Did you see the, the alley-oop, the alley-oop attempt from LeBron to Carmelo? Bad. So completely missed Yester- Was that yesterday's game? Yeah. Carmelo ended up getting it back and just – didn't go to anybody, and he made the shot. But no chemistry over there. Um, and then I'll put myself as a 99.99% loser saying there's going to be a 6,000-yard passer. <laughs> yeah, probably not going to happen. 
not looking great. All right. Race to takes. Does anybody have one they want to lead off with to start the new season? I Second got, race I, to take to the season. I was done. Either one. Doesn't matter. Cam, you can go. You seemed excited. Yeah, so I brought up the Raiders. Trey losing take because he said they're going to finish with seven wins. They have eight now. They have a 16% chance of making the playoffs. Looked it up. Now, we had a death in the NFL family. John Madden, longtime coach of the Raiders. Um, my take is pretty simple. It's going to be that even with a 16% chance of making the playoffs, Raiders are going to make the playoffs. They're going to play their heart out. They're going to end up winning 10 games. They're going to, they're going to sneak in there. And they're going to make the playoffs because of the loss of John Madden. They're going to play for him. They lost two coaches this year, Gruden and then Madden. And I think they're playing for Madden probably more than Gruden. And they're going to make the playoffs. Nope, they're not going to. A lot of teams ahead of them. A lot of better teams. Um, no, they're not going to make the playoffs. That's all I've got. Tucker? Uh, looking at their schedule, they got the Colts and the Chargers. Absolutely not. Nope. Uh, yep, that Colts game. I just, I don't think this team has any affiliation to John Madden really at this point. I mean, like back in the day, they did. If this was a team that was coached by John Madden, I'd agree. I'd say that's definitely something to look into. But I think John Madden has way more of an affiliation with the NFL than with them specifically. Like, if it was Bill Belichick with the Patriots or like uh, Tom Coughlin with the Eh, he actually coached another team afterwards, so or GM'd another team afterwards. But like, if it's one of those guys that's purely known for coaching what that one team and they die, I'd say yes. But I feel like John Madden superseded the Raiders. I mean, like, I feel like most NFL fans know John Madden. Most NFL fans don't know John Madden was the coach of the Raiders. I didn't. He's known more as a broadcaster. Yeah. Dill, Raiders making the playoffs, yes or no? Um, <clears throat> I think Cam struck, is striking out twice here. I don't think uh, they're making the playoffs, and I don't think this team, care, like the players, are going to like fuel off of a death of a coach that they don't probably have know anything about, to be honest. They probably never met him. Yeah, <laughs> he's the only the only NFL team he's affiliated with, and I knew this was was the Raiders. He played for the Eagles, but he never played in the NFL. He was on the Eagles for like a little bit. Yeah, he's known for the video games and the broadcasting, but within the Raiders organization, I feel like this is definitely like a hit for them. He's in their Hall of Fame. Like he was there for ten plus years, and he had a Super Bowl with them. Um. I think it's going to hit them harder than you guys are making it out to be. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I just don't – I think even if, you know, they were uh, by John Madden's side as he took his final breath and they were there and he said, go win it for me, I don't think they would. They're not good. So, all right. Um, I have a take. It's a crazy one. It's a wasted one. Couldn't really think of much this week. But we're seeing the, the Omicron or whatever the hell it's called variant taking over the league. So many people out. Um, 
and we were hearing about uh, guys like Philip Rivers getting a call uh, to come back and play quarterback. Um, and it's not the first time people have considered coming back to play. I mean, Adrian Peterson, we saw him come back. But with all these outages, you need a quarterback sometimes. And, you know, maybe the guy you're looking for wasn't a quarterback when he played. Uh, for example, Brandon Jacobs, the running back, Cam, you know him well. Um, he was thinking about coming back as a D-end recently. He said, I could come back as a D-end and probably be one of the best in the league. Well, I think there's a guy out there that a COVID, a COVID hurt team could call to come in and get a good game on quarterback out of him. And that's Julian Edelman. I think Julian Edelman should come back in these final two games of the season and quarterback for a team. That's the take. I'm going for wasted his take of the year early this, this year, boys. Julian Edelman coming back as a quarterback uh, to save a team. Unbelievable take. Um, I, I, I One, if he comes back, he's going to go to the Patriots. And if he comes back, he's going to be a wide receiver. And he already said Tom Brady hit him up as soon as he signed the Bucks or said he was going to the Bucks, And he was like, yeah, absolutely not. He wouldn't go anywhere other than the Pats. And the Pats don't need a quarterback right now. Why, Brian Hoyer's back. out with COVID. You need a backup. Jared Stidham's not the guy, so bring in Edelman. Why you, you think Julian Edelman's going to come out of retirement to be a backup quarterback? Yes. You're counting, you're counting on not getting injured. Because I'm you're saying on it. that Julian Edelman, you're saying Julian Edelman is coming back to save a team, and the Patriots don't need saving. It doesn't have to be for the Patriots. He can go play for the right. Vikings. He can go play that. for anybody. He's not going to come out of retirement. Like Patriots for life. Ring a bell. Yeah, but I wouldn't be That's mad if he did it as a quarterback. I'd be mad if he did it as a receiver. Nope. hate it. I love it. Uh, I'm gonna jump right in here. I fucking hate this take with the power of a thousand suns because either you're saying one of two things. Either number one, uh, Julian Edelman, not a patriot for life, leaves, decides to come back to play for another team. Hurts. Don't like it as at a, all. As a quarterback. He, he did the whole thing, Patriots for life, and now you're telling him, oh, just back off. <clears throat> not a real pass, though. But uh, number two. The other thing you're rooting for is, oh, I hope Mac Jones either gets hurt or gets benched, so Julian Edelman can be the didn't new say, quarterback. Didn't say didn't say that at all. That's it's one of the two. No, you're either saying Julian Edelman shouldn't be a Patriot for life, or you hope Mac Jones gets hurt or benched. Okay, it's the first one then. He can come back and play for another team as a quarterback. I would yeah. not be mad at him I'd at be all. Mad. It would hurt his brand too. No, wouldn't be electric. Yes, it would. Listen. I can't. I just. I can't win with you guys because every time you guys come out and say, every time you guys come out and say something stupid, it's all like, "Ha ha, good take, buddy. Yeah, I can see that happening." When I, and I do it, but when I do it, oh my god, you're so stupid. You're so dumb. This is stupid. You guys are douchebags. You really are. This is stupid. Wasted. But you have a better chance of winning worst take of the year. I think. What do? Oh, yeah, no, there's my nice God. Way, like, yeah, because your wasted like, takes have never been stupid. Birds aren't real. That's that's not a stupid take at all. That's highly Birds educational. Birds aren't real, and LeBron James sent them so that the Jazz wouldn't beat the Lakers in the playoff. Funny. Funny. You guys are just douchebags. You just hate on me because I'm the <laughs> I'm wasted taker of the year, <laughs> so you can suck it. Dylan? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with uh, Trey. 
Oh, you fucker. Love Dylan. Psych. I definitely don't agree with that. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, at, when you were saying this, I was like, this is like a off-end pander wastedest take. But, like, when we, when, when we come up with crazy takes, we're not trying to make it the wastedest take. It's just something goofy. But then you said that you're trying to make it wastedest. That's so that's like... Yeah, uh, yeah. I I'm mean, not, I'm not was it not formulated from? He pandered last year. For I gave you my reasons for formulating. Now he's trying to get the different award. <laughs> I, I watched it. No, no, it's good for you. Everyone's got to get their award somehow. I watched an interview with him, and they said, "Hey, are you ever going to think about coming back? Did you see Brandon Jacobs is trying to come back as a DN?" So I saw, I saw that, and I was like, "Wow, that's interesting." Brandon Jacobs is trying to come back as a DN. He's 39. And then I saw this week that. The Colts called Philip Rivers and said, hey, can you come back? And I was like, well, Julian Edelman was a quarterback. He has almost a perfect passer rating in the NFL. So screw you guys. I don't care. I like <laughs> I my mean, take. I mean, like, so why did you pick Julian Edelman, though? Because like, he's I, obviously not a quarterback. Pick like, pick like Brett Favre or something. Because it was a more interesting <laughs> take. Brett Favre Brett is Favre. ancient. Fine. Go ahead. Who's next, Tucker? Tell me your I'll stupid go. take. Uh, yeah, so I was watching the Patriots game this weekend, and one thing that stuck out to me, outside of their offensive play, was the officiating. The officiating was fucking awful, and I think I found the solution. Refs should be fined for terrible calls in the NFL, just like players are for bad hits, all that. When a ref makes a terrible fucking call, they should be fined for it. Like, Can I jump in against the Saints. Yep, go for it. Sorry, can you can you adjust your take to say in the future refs are going to be fined for uh, terrible yes, calls? Yes, in the future refs are going to be fined for terrible calls because the amount of ridiculous shit that they get they get to get just get away with. They're just like, oh, well, you're paid professionals and you suck at your job. Nice work. You have to remember these guys are paid to be referees and they are paid handsomely. They should be punished for bad actions. And I think fines is the best way to get through to them. There should be no reason why these terrible mistakes have been happening. Make sure they're watching. Yes, obviously this should be a thing. Soft take, Tucker. Go ahead, Cam. I don't. I don't think this is soft at all. Um. Yeah, I don't think it's soft. I don't think it's ever going to happen. That's why I don't think it's soft. If the take is refs are going to start being fined for making bad calls or like proven bad calls after the game that weren't challengeable or whatever it is, then I, I 100% agree this should happen. It's not going to. Um, but I like the take. Thank you. I mean, yes, it should happen. They probably won't. I mean, they come out after every game and say, yeah, the officiating crew missed this call, missed this call, this call. Patriots game. Patriots did not do enough to win the game, but they, they were not helped by the referees. And, uh, yeah, so obviously this should happen. I agree. I don't think that it will because they're not going to. The NFL is never, ever going to admit that it's wrong in any facet. Uh, Dill? I 100% disagree with all three of you. This is a terrible idea. Um, you're going <laughs> to. It, 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 would, it would cause referees to make more mistakes, in my opinion, because they're going to be more hesitant to make calls because they're going to second guess themselves. No, missed calls. Missed calls. They can, they can get fined for those still. <laughs> so, um, well, that's what I mean. They're, they're, they're going to be more hesitant to 
to go with their gut on call on plays, and it's going to cause more mistakes because they got that's going to be in the back of their mind. Two, how do you enforce it? Because half the time rules are judgment calls anyway. Like, was it a uh like you know it's not it's always subject some of the calls are subjective so what are you going to do go to court over my over my fifty thousand dollar fine of he said she said so i mean uh that doesn't make any sense and they then, wouldn't get fifty thousand they'd be like five thousand dollar fines because they don't make nearly enough also i mean i i have faith in the referees i'm i i never Look. i don't subscribe to this whole like uh these aren't like you know, offside calls that they miss that i'm calling for i'm calling like NFC Championship, the miss pass interference call. That ref should be fine. Five thousand dollars. Well, right I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Five thousand dollars being bad at your job. I'll tell you what they do in baseball though is they they ta- they uh, <clears throat> they have stats. Umpires have stats. The organization keeps stats on each guy, each crew. At least, this is at least for baseball. I assume it's the same for for football. And um, the crews that uh, perform better. Uh, get better perks and they do more the, the the more important games. They get paid more money, so it's effectively doing the same thing without you know because <clears throat> they're out there to do their job. To no, I want public shaming. So going off what Dylan said, I think that's a lot more likely, right? So in the I think MLB, they already do that in the NFL. I don't know why they wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not too sure to be honest with you. I know in the MLB. There's actually like press conferences with umpires, and I remember I forget whose no hitter it was. Two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And uh, Angel, Angel, a no, no. late and out, and they no, no, it was say, like Angel Hernandez. No, 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 the umpire. Yeah, was yeah, yeah, so it was a no, it wasn't. 100% wasn't safe, and it was either at a time where you, it was probably like before you could review. And after the game, dude was like almost in tears. Like I, well, it was I, the perfect uh, game in Detroit. He... I forget the guy's name, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it, I feel like it's more likely that Jim Joyce will just give them Jim less Joyce. They'll give them less opportunities. Like, oh, you made a really bad call. You're not going to be able to ref as many games as you did that year, whatever. But well, they. Uh, they have interviews, like the head chiefs do interviews, and they tell them, like, hey, you stink. Like, you're not going to do this anymore. I think they, the have, only, they have, like, exit interviews. <laughs> the only way Tucker's take would, would work is what it, what it would do is, like, a panel of, like, Gene Steratore and those kind of people would be the ultimate, like, deciding factors. Like, after the game, you review all the, all the penalties – and depending on the situation, you decide like how much they're fine. That's the only thing I can think of. What if you just work. pay them based on their accuracy? So if they're, you know, if you review the game film and they're eighty-five percent accurate, then they get eighty-five percent of their pay. You set their pay at no, like I only want hundred thousand dollars. Extreme errors. Like I don't care. Like if you miss an offsides call or a holding, you get wrong. That was like a tough call. Like. I'm not going to be like, he should get docked pay for missing that call. Okay. It's so but if you have a game-altering play, which, mind you, costs franchises. I mean, like, if you think about it, that play on the Saints, Saints that cost them a trip to the Super Bowl, just going to the Super Bowl alone probably makes the Saints an extra $25 million, $50 million in that year. 
Right. I mean, it's it's just so subjective. Like you get to you got to decide like which referee was the one responsible and like all this shit. It's it's never gonna happen. But I like to. Uh. All right. Who's next, Dylan? Me. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Mine's pretty short and sweet. Uh. It's not actually sweet. It's more sad. But um. Going off of Cam's take about uh, Madden, um, the next Madden is just going to be called Madden. That's the take. No, no year, just Madden football, and that's going to be the name of the what is it, twenty twenty three? It's just going to be Madden football. You know they did that twentieth anniversary thing where they did twenty five. What Madden twenty five or whatever it is? Yeah. Um. It's just going to be called Madden Football next year. Nope. They're going to call it Madden 23 because EA is a soulless company that just sells out everything they do. The game sucks. Uh, what the, If they really want to pay tribute to John Madden, they'd make a game that isn't freaking horrible. This is some, coming from someone who's played far too much Madden over the past couple days. Um, no. They're going to call it Madden 23. They don't really care about John Madden. Their EA is a terrible company, so I disagree. Uh, the game will suck, and the name will be Madden 23. I the game will I suck regardless. Yes. I think Madden, Madden will be on the cover. It's just going to be John Madden. I'm convinced of that. No, no player is going to get it this year. Um, but, yeah, like Trey said, every single Madden is the same exact thing, just different rosters. If you did a roster update on Madden 07, It'd be the same game. That's a better they, game. They Those are better games. Yeah, it was probably better. That was the only Madden I think I ever owned. The worst Madden. The the, the Maddens have gotten progressively worse since Madden, tw- uh, twenty five. Whatever the one before Madden twenty five, Madden thirteen, maybe they've gotten all worse since then. They were good then. They were good football games, good football simulation games, and after that they suck because they're all focused the same, on ultimate. Team. Same thing with. NHL, NHL 14 is the best NHL. EA is a horrible company, and it's really not fair that the that Madden's name is being dragged into the ground like that, and that they are the only ones that have the licenses to make a football game because they're terrible at it. They do not care. Yeah, I I agree. I I don't even think 25 was was good. Madden 14 was the last good one because you could export your college team from NCAA 14, and yeah. obviously they stopped making NCAA games, so now. Every single Madden since then. This new the college same. game, too, is going to blow. I promise you. It'll be cool because you'll be able to play as college teams, but the gameplay itself is going to blow. It's going to make Northeastern. I'm excited. Is there going to be uh, different divisions? I don't know, man. All I know, there better be a creative college so I can make Northeastern. There, I, I bet you there won't be, Tucker. <laughs> this, they, don't they, do this to me. I bet you there won't be. They don't have creative team in Madden. Why would they take the time to put it into the college game? You can, uh, so, yeah. instead of trying to get better, they're taking things out that, like, the create creation zone was the biggest thing. Creative play that was the best team. part of the game, was making your oh, own team. And the Vince Young cover, 08, you had create a playbook. That was, like, that was awesome. You could just, like, define the routes. You can make crazy plays. And then they did that for one year and got rid of it. They're so, cool. yeah, I agree that the Madden games are bad. I Hope to God they make this one just insane, create everything. But I got because they make a they make a billion dollars a year off it, and the NFL does not care. Uh, 
Tucker, do you think they're going to change the name of it or no? Maybe. I don't know. Um, I missed the first part of this take, honestly. But uh, How? You were sitting right that, there. It's that, I, no, that, no. I, my, I actually quit, oh quit my. on Skype somehow. Oh, my like God. You guys are a disaster. <laughs> but, um, Tuck, it's that the next Madden game is just going to be called Madden Football. It nope. should be. No I, I think it'll definitely be an homage. I'm not sure if they'll take down the men 23, but I think it will be an homage to Chuck Ben. I think they keep the number. I think they do just put men on the cover. Um, okay, so uh, let's talk football this past weekend. Tucker and I were at the Patriots game. We got to watch that disaster uh, up close and personal. It was honestly a disaster all around. I mean, oh, we watched the Patriots lose. I mean, shout out, shout out Bailey Patella for get for bringing us. I had a I had a blast. I actually discovered that if I'm at the game and they lose, it's a lot because that's the first time I've watched them lose. Oh my live. god, I thought you were gonna be way worse. No, I was way. I'm I'm way better if I'm at the game. So if anybody doesn't want me to freak out, they'll just give me tickets and I'll go to the game and I won't be sad if they lose. But anyways, um. Nope. What this? Okay, but Trey, like Patriots go to the Super Bowl, you get tickets to the Super Bowl. Patriots lose in the Super Bowl, you're going out like, oh, it was fun. No, I didn't say that. It's just not regular season um, games. Real quick, just to hop in on that point, because I know you're going to go into a different direction. I 100,000% agree with that. Watch, it's different with the Giants because they just suck. But when I'm at home and the Giants lose, I'm kind of pissed about it. I don't go off on a tirade, but when I went to the game, I was loving every second. And like, win or lose, obviously it's different because we suck, but win or lose, I was like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And knowing, like, the players are right there. I like those guys. Yeah. Uh, It's just, it's a different atmosphere. It's a lot of fun. Um, So I definitely agree with that. I've never been to an NFL game, Um, but Trey, last week you said you like I, I need to be on the couch watching the game, so I think. Well, yeah, I mean, well, so my mentality was I was four and zero at at Gillette. I had gone to four games; they had won every single one, including a comeback victory. So I was like, "Well, this isn't the bar. I'm zero and two this year at the bar. Now I'm zero and three outside of my house. So yes, the rest of the games will be watched from my house for the rest of the year. Uh, but what this told me about the Patriots is they are. Not entirely there yet. They were overhyped. We all overhyped them. Everybody in the national media overhyped them. Mac is still a rookie, and he's going to struggle. The thing about this game was, though, they, they the offense did enough to to be okay. Like They ran the ball well. They had to get away from the run because they went down, which was unfortunate. They should have just kept running it. The defense is sucking, and it's I think it's because they're running a lot, of, a lot of zone coverage. They have been all year, and good quarterbacks can be able to figure that out. Josh Allen had one of the best games of his career. Uh, Miles Bryant, who is our like third-string corner that got pulled off the practice squad, he was torched by Isaiah McKenzie. It was just an ugly game. They just couldn't stop Josh Allen. They couldn't do much on offense. They ran it well. They couldn't throw. So I'm worried about this team. I think I do think they'll make the playoffs. They're like 94% locked in right now. So they will make it, but uh, it's going to be a tough road to get anywhere they want to be. We were all saying, you know, conference championship. I don't think that's likely. I think they're probably – I'm worried about a first-round exit, but you never know. Um, but I do know that I said 
10, 10 or 11 wins on the year. They got the Jaguars this week, then the Dolphins. So I think they're right on track to where I wanted them to be at the end of this year. Hoping they make the playoffs. I think they will, but uh, they obviously got a long way to go. Tucker, what did you think about the Pats Sunday? Um, yeah, I mean, this was a tough game to watch, honestly. Um, it just felt like we should have played a lot better. Uh, felt like Mac Jones made a lot of rookie mistakes, which, you know, comes with the territory, but it's just tough to see. It kind of felt like a regression from what we've been watching in the past. And then watching Josh Allen was kind of tough to watch. Um, just felt like he could do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. Didn't really get the pressure we wanted on him. It was just all over. Uh, not that it wasn't a great game to watch. And to touch on your wasted take, Tucker, the officials were a factor. There was a couple plays where Mac, there was one play where Mac Jones got hit out of bounds that should have been 15 yards, wasn't called. There was another play where Mac Jones got hit on the ground. David Andrews, being <clears> his center, goes up to defend him. They call offsetting penalties on you know the hit on Mac, and then David Andrews defending him. If he doesn't defend him there, he gets that ripped in the lo- locker room. And those were big penalties that didn't get called. There was uh, some P. I think there was like a PI that didn't get called. I don't remember, but there were some bad calls in this game, and I think it went both ways too. But there was specifically on the way they handled Mac getting hit because you, if you remember, when the Bills played the Patriots last, Josh Allen got got a roughing the passer penalty when he stepped out of bounds and Miles Bryant touched him. So you're right, the game the game was officiated poorly, but it wasn't that much of a difference. The Patriots still would have lost even if they got those calls. They did not play well enough. Uh, Dill, your thoughts. I I didn't watch a single <laughs> minute of this game. I didn't watch much of any football actually this this week. So big L for me. Um, but to Trey's point about hyping up the Patriots, and and it's like I said two weeks ago when they were due for a loss and everybody hated on me. Um, they they were playing better than what they were or what they are. I'd say um, during that seven game win streak. Um, maybe maybe that's a bad way to put it. They, they were just um, they were getting lucky when they had to and they were making plays when they had to. Um, a lot of things were falling in place for them. Uh, past two games have not, those things have not happened. And I wouldn't say they played particularly bad. They just didn't play as good as they had um, with, I, I watched the highlights of, of this week's game. Um, so, uh, I, I mean, it still bodes well for the future. They got uh, two teams remaining, remainder of the season where they are the favorites. Um, I expect them to win both and be 11-6 and six against all odds at the end of the season, which would be, um, you know, extremely, extremely good considering the state that the, they were in last year. Um, I still put them as a contender in the AFC um, because uh, it's hard to beat teams twice, and they lost to two teams that they're going to probably could meet in the playoffs, and it's going to be a battle. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that either the Bills or the Colts or the Patriots that you can say that any one of those three teams is better like way better than the other two. I think they're all really even, so it's going to be a good playoffs. Cam? Any thoughts on the pass? Yeah, so Dylan, you kind of took the words out of my mouth, which is the fact that they're probably going to end up playing either the Colts or the Bills, possibly both. 
And in the second game, or third, it was the Bills, but beating the Patriots twice, it's really tough to do with Belichick. Um, but credit to Dylan. We didn't talk about this last week when the Colts beat the Patriots, I don't think. But We had a big were, show last week. We were saying, like, pass and cheeks, that's it. I don't see any other contenders. And Dylan threw in the Colts, and they're looking like like contenders. I mean, I uh, I had also said the Colts, Cam. You did? Okay. I okay. said that the second-best team in the AFC. So, oh, okay. I don't remember that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely raining true. I don't think they're going to win the division. But, um, yeah, back to Patriots-Bills. I mean... Patriots. If I'm a Patriots fan, I don't want the division. I want to play on the road because you guys have only lost one game on the road at home. Not doing so hot. That's ways to take them. Uh, all right, so let's touch on the uh, Are you the in Colts. the bathroom? Yes, I'm in the bathroom. Leave me alone. Um, let's touch on the Colts. <laughs> I had said last week in a take that they're the second-best team in the AFC. They beat the Cardinals. They're looking legit, man. Uh, obviously, tough tough go of it losing Carson, I guess, even though he seems to me like he's the biggest liability on the team. But um, just want to get your guys' thoughts on, on the Colts beating the, the Cardinals in uh, in a good game. I mean, I, I, I really like the Colts, man, and – I could see them going all the way if not for Carson Wentz. He's the one thing that gives me pause that makes me say, like, he's going to make a boneheaded decision in the AFC Championship and cost them a Super Bowl berth. So, but I, I think I think they're nasty. So, go ahead, Cam. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, I was kind of on the fence with the Colts. They definitely had to prove themselves. And then the Patriots game where they just ran it down, like, your throats. And Carson Wentz just... I mean, they're, they're, in my opinion, similar to the Titans that made the AFC Championship two years ago. They got an unreal running game, a quarterback who just does what he needs to do to win games, and they're going to end up <laughs> blowing it or you know, making it to the AFC Championship and, and not win. That's, that's my prediction for them. Um, but yeah, I like the Colts. But I agree, Carson Wentz is not not uh, the answer. I think they're also similar to the Browns last year, where everything around them, the running game, was unreal. And it's just the problem with the quarterback. He, can't, he, he can win games, but he can't. He's not going to be able to do it, you know, in the playoffs two games in. Tucker, hey, hey. Tucker, anything on the Colts? Teams built for January. Great O-line, great run game, great, great defense. I like this team. Tell you what, I might put a future on them right now. I think this team's actually very good. I think Carson Wentz has been hugely underrated this year. He made a few dumb mistakes. You would not talk about He's at, like, what, like seven interceptions on the entire year? He's played very well this entire season, and people don't like to talk about it. But he's been very good all year. I think and it's because they started so poorly. Michael into a legitimate wide receiver one. Jonathan Taylor is now the best running back in the league, which has to do with the passing game. The difference between this year and last year has nothing to do with Jonathan Taylor's ability. It has nothing to do with the O-line play. It has to do with 
Carson Wentz opening up the offense for Jonathan Taylor to be able to run the ball the way he does. Like, you can say, I mean, that's the difference you have a good QB and a bad QB is this year that your running game can open up and a great running back can be great under a good quarterback. Bill Rivers just wasn't that guy. They weren't scared of him passing the ball. Dylan? I think it's a combination of both those guys because uh, Taylor said it and the team has said it that uh, his growth as a uh, runner and his uh, <clears throat> like mental I mean, uh, aspects around it have grown this past year have been like astronomical. But there's huge holes in the defense now, like when you have to play for pass versus when they were. Oh just yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, it's a, I think it's combo too. I think yeah, he's gotten way better, and obviously the fact that. Yeah, no, I can see that. That yeah, no, I'll agree. I mean, going um, from the rookie to sophomore year could have a huge impact as well. But. There is a stat about um, Wentz's. Uh, uh, interceptions. It's like if he has if he has a turnover that's caused by him, whether it's a fumble or a, um, an interception, that the Colts have lost or have gone like one in five or something. If he has one or one or more, um, it's the same with So, and, and I mean that that goes probably the same for most other teams always. Um, but it's one of those things where he's definitely not one of the top. He's probably, ten, you could argue, 10, 9, 11 in the league, maybe, quarterback. Uh, somewhere around there. Um, so, yeah, it's it. their quarterback is probably their weakest part of their game, which is not a terrible thing to have uh, if especially in cold weather. So, yeah, they're, they're built. I think the biggest thing for them, though, is Henry coming back for the Titans. Um, so meeting them uh, in the playoff. And what do they do? Divisional series? Is that how it works? Or is it just seeding? Wild card, divisional. I mean, it depends on you the seeding. To... You don't have to play anybody from your division. It okay. just depends on so. seeding. I mean, there's there's now it seems like now there's five teams in the AFC that are all really even. So it's just going to be who can get a little bit more lucky, who can make the bigger plays consistently. And if your quarterback is a guy that you have to rely on at some point and you're the worst quarterback out of the five, it doesn't bode well. You can make the argument whether he's the worst out of the five or not, I guess. I would say. So, there's another interesting stat about Carson Wentz, and right now he's 17 um, in passing yards. Out of the top 17 quarterbacks in passing yards, he's the only one under 65% completion percentage, but he only has six interceptions this year. So, like I said, I think he's like a Tannehill-type guy. He just relies on the running game and does what he has to do to win. The Colts yeah. are exactly who the Patriots want to be. That is what Bill Belichick wants his football team to be. A quarterback who doesn't turn over much, who doesn't have to make the huge giant plays, a diesel running game, and a great defense. That's exactly what the Colts are, and they're they're a good team, man. Um, 
So any other games anyone wants wants to touch on from this week? We had the Jets. Who's the, who's the Monday night game? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, we could talk about the boys. Who they play? Oh, they went by like fifty. Yeah. Oh, that was the game that I watched a little bit of. That was Monday, right? No, that was Sunday night. I think. Oh, yeah, Sunday night. The Dolphins seven game win streak, and I wrote no, the Dolphins originally in my playoffs, and then the next playoff prediction we did, I was like, yeah, forget about the Dolphins, no shot, and now they're seventh right now, seventh seed. Oh, it was the Dolphins. Yeah, I did not watch Monday game. I did watch some of the Cowboys uh, football team game. Huge loser to me. <laughs> the football team is not not winning the division. Nope, doesn't seem like it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I mean, to touch on that, like, the Dolphins, I've said this for weeks, are scary. Um, I don't want to play them in the last week of the season. I could see the Patriots losing that one in South Beach. They always they always lose an away game against the Dolphins late in the year. Yeah, yeah we need the Dolphins. To that lose. happens way too hard. Who do the Dolphins have this week? They have some. They're not favored. They uh, play, they play the, the Titans. Titans. Falcons. Oh, no, Dolphins. That's, yeah, it's Dolphins. Titans. Oh. Dolphins at Titans this week. So that's a huge. That was four game. different teams that just got listed. Who are they playing? The Titans. Titans for sure. Did you Google it? I'm, I'm, on, I'm it. on it. I'm on yeah, it. Okay. They're playing okay. the Titans. I heard Falcons, Titans, <laughs> Bills. I heard three different teams. All yeah, right. the, just Falcons and the Bills are playing. So. <laughs> okay. So, um, my bad. The other game that kind of interests me this weekend was the Tank Bowl. The Super, Super Tank Bowl, which was the Jets and the Jaguars. The Jets pulled out the win. Zach Wilson actually did something. He ran for, for like a 50-yard touchdown. Uh Cam, care to rescind your take or, or no, that he's a bust because he had a nice run? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They had a nice run against the Jaguars. That's that's all he did. Nothing else the rest of the season. All right, so we're getting towards the end of the year. Um, we'll have more games to talk about. The Giants were officially eliminated this week, Cam, so better luck next year. Um. But we're heading towards the end of the year. MVP talks. Uh, who's your MVP and why? Mine's Brady. He's 100 years old. He's leading the league in passing. He's got his team rounding into form for the playoffs. He's about to go win his eighth Super Bowl. He is your MVP. Like I said at the beginning of the year, this should have been take of the year, honestly. He is going to win MVP and Super Bowl MVP in the same year for the first time ever. Cam, who's your MVP? I thought you made that take already. I'm pretty sure you did. I that no, that's what I'm saying. That's what he's saying. I made oh, that take before, oh before the season. Um, so, who do I think's gonna win it, Brady? And that's just because old guy, old one of the oldest guys in the league, if not the oldest, um, still playing at this high of a level. Insane. Don't disagree with that. Who do I think it should be? Cooper Cup. Um, love, love Jonathan Taylor. MVP is a quarterback award, unfortunately. Cooper Cup is on pace right now to break every single record. And 
he's not even really in the conversation. It's just Brady and Rodgers for the most part. Jonathan Taylor getting a little bit. Um, but Cooper Cubs just had an unreal season, and I think he deserves it. He's not going to win much. I haven't even thought about that one, Cam. My top three were Brady, Taylor, Rodgers. I didn't even think about Cooper Cup. Uh, Tucker, MVP. I got Jonathan Taylor. Um, I'm so tired of it being a QB award. Um, Because it's just ridiculous. Because the best player in the league isn't a QB most years. And this year is very specifically not a QB. I think there's a lot of QBs that played well this year. There was no incredible QB this year, though. Statistically, there just wasn't one. Brady was good at times. Rodgers was good at times. Like every, But there's been no one that stood out from the crowd. Jonathan Taylor stood out. Jonathan Taylor played better than almost any second-year running back you've ever seen and is putting in an all-time year. He needs to be the MVP this year because he was the most valuable player. The Colts without him are in a much worse place. Oh, what are the Buccaneers without him? Oh, they have a top three receiving core, a top three defense, a top three O-line, and a great run game. Oh, no. Jameis Winston could lead this team to the playoffs. Well, not really. Yeah, no, he would. He, he didn't he would. when he was there. He would now. They got a lot better. They got like 12 new players when Brady came in. They had Godwin and Evans. They had. They didn't uh, have any of the O line though. They drafted two. They drafted two O line. They had Jensen. And traded for right. a third that year. Okay. All right, that's a fair argument. I don't agree with it, but it's fair. Um, Dylan, who's your MVP? Is it Turtleneck Boy? So, I I don't think it'll be Brady. Um, I. It's weird, but Brady is in a is in a tough situation to be considered MVP because, to me, a lot of times I see players win MVP um, when they're having one of their better career seasons. I don't like Brady's not having his, you know, top. It's, we're not like, oh my God, Brady, he's still uh, having every year he's putting up. Uh, another season or career best. Uh, I don't think this is one of those cases. And unfortunately for awards like that, I, I, I see it going um, to players who are having like their better years, like best years. So I don't think it'll be Brady and I don't think it'll be a a running back. You, there has to, it has to be so clear that they're the only one for it to win. In my opinion, I think it goes to Rogers. Um, and I called it after week one. For a guy that hates Aaron Rodgers, you sure do love Aaron Rodgers. Well, I drafted him in fantasy this year, so I had to I had to like him. Um, didn't bode well for me, though. But, yeah, I, I got to stay true to the take, too. I got to stay true to the take, right? Week After week one, you're like, he's losing games on purpose. I said, no, he's winning MVP. I mean, I don't hate that part of it. I just, I don't hate any of it. I'm just saying, for somebody that hates Aaron Rodgers, you really like Aaron Rodgers. Well, I hate the turtleneck, but he's—I haven't seen it this year. <laughs> Cam, were you saying something? No, I was just saying. Um, I was just saying, if you want to talk fantasy, but no, we don't want to talk fantasy, Cam. I know we don't. Nobody cares. All right. Uh, Hall of Fame. We've discussed this before on the show. 
I feel like we didn't last year. I know we did two years ago. But finalists announced. Um, the finalists are Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rodney Barber, Tony Baselli. <coughs> Sorry, I have COVID. Uh, Leroy Butler, Devin Hester, Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, Bryant Young. Now, Cam, how many people do they put in? However many they want, right? Is that it? Oh, yeah, it's good. Can't hear you, Cam. Can you hear me now? Barely. Yeah. I'm on now. All right, go yep. ahead. It's four to eight. Four to eight. Okay, yeah. well, the number, the people that jump out to me just because I recognize them is Jared Allen, Devin Hester, uh, Andre Johnson, Richard Seymour, Demarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, then maybe Patrick Willis. Uh, the rest of them I don't know as well. I'm sure they all have a case, but those to me are like the clear cut guys. There's Tory Holtz in there too. He's one of, he's kind of up there. Rondé Barber is close, I guess, but to me, those are the guys. Uh, Cam, any of the names stick out to you? Yeah, I I mean, I just based it off the guys that, like, when I grew up, these were the guys. Um, my biggest one, though, is Devin Hester. I, I think we need him. Yeah, he, fame. he needs to go in. He, obviously, Deion Sanders was, like, one of the best home returners ever, but return whatever you want to call it but he changed the game for sure and he played a little wide receiver wasn't great but just being a kick returner punt returner primarily i 100 percent think he needs to go in other guys jared allen might be a little early for him patrick willis the same way i don't think he gets in this year um ronde barber i think should tory holt i think should uh, Andre Johnson, I think it might be a little early as well. Seymour was on it last year. Zach Thomas was on it last year. Marcus Blair, I can see him getting in. Um, I don't know, a lot of familiar faces. I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I love watching the videos of, I forgot his name, huge dude, ugly, that just creeps up on people and was like, thank you for what you did for football. Thank oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for what you're doing for the game, and thank you for what you're going to do for the game. Same speech every time, knocks on the hotel door. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it, though. I thought there was something about that guy. Like, I thought... He like, were, he's he, like the guy, he's like the fo- Football Hall of Fame guy. He's like the director of the, the... Yeah, but for some reason, I thought there was some controversy or something, or... or I don't know. We, we talked about it before, like, a year ago. I don't, I don't remember. Did he whip it out <laughs> when he rolled up to the... To the door. Gets canceled no. for sexual harassment. Uh, um, Tucker, anybody no. on the list you want to talk about? Um, only one. Yeah, the only. I mean, I'm just there with the. Um, the only one that really like kind of scares me that I'm like, will they get in or will they not? That I really want to see is Devin Hester. I mean, like the greatest punt returner of all time. Like, I feel like special teams doesn't get nearly enough props in the field, but like you know, because like. Hall of Fame wise, you never really see it. So that's all I really uh, hope to see that I'm not sure will happen. I think he should. I think he will eventually. If it's not this year, I think he will. I mean, he had such an impact on the game. He'll, he'll get in. Uh, Dill, anybody on the list stick out to you? I don't know a single name. Sweet. So, um, yeah, that's rough for me. But 
we could talk briefly about uh, MLB ballot. Yeah, who's even on that? I know Bonds. It's his last year. Bonds and Schilling. So right? Bonds, Clemens, and, Sh- and Schilling. I believe it's their last year for all three. Uh, right now, with 18% of the votes ballots in, David Ortiz is at 82%. You have to be above 75, um, 75 or higher. Bonds is at 75%. Clemens is at 75%. Scott Rowland at 75%. Kurt Schilling, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Billy Wagner, A-Rod, Gary Sheffield, Manny Ramirez, Sammy Sosa, uh, uh, not Jose Abreu, what's the other one? Um, played on the Yankees Bobby. for a little while. Bobby Abreu, Andy Pettit, uh, all are below. Schilling's the highest at 70. I don't I think they're going to get in. Schilling's not going to get in. He actually requested to get to be taken off the ballot, and they were like, Yeah, we talked about that. I, yeah, he he's fallen off the deep end. I know his kid. His kid's a dick. He's yeah, Schilling, Schilling actually showed up to one of our practices once and never didn't say hi, and I was kind of pissed. Um, I think if anybody has a chance out of Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, I would say Bonds. I would say no to Clemens. I want Bonds to go in, and if the, I feel like this is good press, right? If, if I don't know, the, the writers are so so snubby anyway um but i have a feeling that like uh people follow the crowd so like oh well you're 75 percent um more people are giving him a chance maybe i'll give him a chance this year you know what i mean so i think that if it stays above 75 uh it's just bodes well for for him is my guess and i think ortiz gets in i tell you what i'm shocked that david ortiz looks like he's going to be a first ballot hall of famer that's ins- i thought he was going to be a controversial figure just being a DH his entire career. I mean, he had good numbers, but, like, I don't know. I'm happy. I love David he's Ortiz. He's so iconic, though. He is, yeah. He's my one of my favorite athletes ever. And he's still – I still love – I watch everything he does. But, like, just it just surprised me that all these baseball nerds are being like, yeah, he, he should get in first ballot. It's surprising to me. Tucker, you got anything on it? No? Nothing more. No? Okay. Uh, all right. Um, ben Roethlisberger came out this week and said last, probably last year in the NFL. Anyone surprised by that? I'm not. No. No? Cam surprised? No. No? No. All right. Just wanted to touch on that quick. Let's get into our list, guys. Christmas songs. So uh, who suggested this one? We didn't get to do it last week because they we had the Wasties. Um, Dylan, you did? Well, no, you suggested movies, and then I said songs, and then... Oh, uh, okay. Just Never mind. All right, Cam, okay. leave it off. Just... What's that? You want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so... My number five is going to be Malikaliki Maka. <laughs> that is... It's the thing to say. It really is. That's the Hawaiian uh, Merry Christmas. So I don't even think that that means Merry Christmas. Malikaliki Maka is the thing to say. Yeah. So I'm gonna look it up. I video the other day, and it put me in the spirit 
Not only that, but for Christmas, my mom got us a cruise to Hawaii. So, in the spirit of that, I'm going Molly Kalikamaka. Uh, Tucker. Um, number five, I'm going with the song Last Christmas. Song's just a good song. So, yeah, it's one like Last Christmas. Just a really good song. I'm going mine. Do you know the words there, to it at all? Again. Otherwise, it's like my Fourth of July. It's not based off of what's the most iconic Christmas song. Which one defines Christmas the best? It's the best songs about Christmas. It sounds to me like, like you don't five. even like this song because you know two words of it. Melakuliki Maka is very Christmas. And the very next day, who sings it? You take it away. Who sings it? I just googled it. Yeah, it's not even the right lyric. Fuck you. It's all right. Tucker doesn't even like the song you picked. Dill, go ahead. Tucker doesn't like Christmas. Okay. (laughs) Um, Number five for me, I'm going with a classic, Jingle Bells. Uh, As a young child, you're always just singing Jingle Bells in the car, just on repeat, (laughs) making your parents cringe. Um, Sung it in elementary school every year, every winter in our music class. Um, it's just, you know, one of those old timey Christmas songs that you just grow up listening to, learn to play it on the piano. Definitely forgot it now. Um, great song. Uh, my number five is going to be Santa Claus is coming to town. Um, it's a great Christmas song, tells the tale of old St. Nick. When I was a kid, my favorite thing about Christmas was Santa. I think like a lot of people, he was a he was a hero of mine, you know, he's a mystical figure to me. Um, you know, this kind of... He's so jolly. He, this gets me right in the Christmas spirit, you know, it gets me picturing, like, picturing Santa, and I don't know if you guys have seen the old uh, Christmas special, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which t- oh, kind, yeah. of, kind of tells the backstory of Santa. This makes me the think of that. Yep, exactly, Dill. Makes me think of that. Uh, gives me some good nostalgia. Uh, he's making a list, checking it twice, going to find out who's not your nice. There's a great rock and roll rendition of it. So that's great. what I was going to say is, are you saying the rock and roll one or like the, original? I kind of see them as the same thing. It's the same song, just in a different rendition. I have another thing on my list that I will mention that. I think I have a couple songs on my list that I'll mention that. But, um, overall, I guess if you had to pick one, you pick the original, but Santa Claus is coming to town. Cam okay, number four. <coughs> I'm here. Um, number four, I'm going jingle bells. It's a classic. And while I don't listen to it often, it's just one of those songs that's like the first Christmas song you hear. Uh, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Laid an Egg. There's playoffs on it. Um, it's in SpongeBob. I don't know if that's. I don't know. Jingle Bells, Mermaid Man Smells. Yeah, something like that. But when you're in elementary school, it's Christmas time. Everyone's like, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Laid an Egg. <laughs> So funny, awesome, um, just a little nostalgic. Like the, one of the first Christmas songs you hear. Um, coming in number four. Tucker four. Why is it? Number why is four, it a weird song? And why did you pick it? One? Yep. Tell us. Your, tell us your weird song and why you picked it. You don't even know the words to it. Go ahead. Oh, I went with "Baby It's Cold Outside." Just right, like a weird song. song. Little creepy. I think it's funny. It's Got funny canceled. that everyone gets canceled. It like. Once every, like, two years, there's something that comes out, like, 
baby it's cold outside needs to be canceled. And every two years, I'm just like, you know what? It's just a fucking song. Grow up. It was the 60s. It was different. But, um, yeah, so baby it's cold outside, number four. And I know the words to it, too. I agree that that one is, it's ridiculous that we had that debate. It, it's, if you don't think about it that, that way, then it's not a problematic song. It's, it's, she obviously, yeah, it's the woman in it obviously to wants it to stay. The woman obviously wants to stay in it and they, and she's playing hard to get. It's obvious. Um, That's but the they did, yeah. they did create, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys heard it, but they did create a like politically correct one where the guys were telling her to get out. And it's so funny. Um, Dale, number four. Uh, number four for me, I'm going Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, another one that hits you in the nostalgia button, I guess. Um, uh, just a good song. Story of Rudolph, you know, nose so bright, flies to sleigh one night. Um, so, just like Trey said, it's one of those ones that comes in and... Uh, one of the old, like, uh, claymation stop motion, whatever you want to call it. I think it's just stop motion puppet um, movie things that they do, that they play every year. So, um, also, you can add those little, like, one liners, like um, Santa in his underwear, you know? So, great. Loved it. Sang it every year for music as well in elementary school. So, definitely belted that a few times. Yep, I've got Rudolph in my number four as well, for all the reasons you said, uh, Dylan. I was going to mention the ad-libs, uh, you know, uh, he'll go down in history like George Washington. Uh, I said in his underwear to Christina the other day, she was like shocked. She had never heard that before. I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. Um, yeah, but Rudolph, a classic. Got to throw the ad-libs in there, have everybody giggling like Cam said in, in elementary school. Everyone said, oh my God, in his underwear, that's ridiculous. Uh, Rudolph's my number four. Uh, can number three. Rudolph's number three. Um, falling a little bit after Dylan, it feels like. Um, so everything you guys said, the ad libs afterwards, awesome. Sang it in school all the time. Uh, back when we were allowed to only celebrate Christmas, but now it's got to be Happy Holidays. Um, the other reason why is because the part where he says where they say uh they wouldn't let paul rudolph join in all the reindeer games i say reindeer games all the time i don't think anyone else does it but my my thing is like just when, like in the middle of july you say no like all the time like if somebody's like playing games like <coughs> Why do you play oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. Why do you play these reindeer games? Lindsay, same thing as Christina, didn't understand it. I don't know if you guys would understand it, but now she says it all the time, too. I feel so, like I've heard either you say that or someone else. I'm so confused. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's so, just like when you're doing something stupid or crazy or like, like if you're being saying, annoying or whatever. Why do, you do, why do you play these games with me? And I just, instead of saying, why do you play these games, I'll, I'll say... Why do you play these reindeer games? It's just... I've never once so heard you fun. say that. <laughs> I feel like I've heard something do that before. It was probably me. I don't think anyone else says it, but Lindsay is now caught on to it. She said it yesterday, actually. So, that's my number three. Tucker, number three. Number three is Jingle Bell... No, 
Jesus, no, not that. That is the uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Great song, just Christmassy, you know. It's just one of those that, like, is my picturesque, like, you're at a mall, walking through the mall at Christmas time, you hear a song being played, that's the song I hear playing. So, Rock Around the Christmas Tree is my number three. Dylan, number three. Uh, number three for me is Santa Claus Has Come to Town, the rock version. Um, you can only listen to the first, like, half of it, though, because then they just start saying... Santa Claus is coming to town over and over and over again. You're like, alright, enough of this. Um, but if you're in the spirit, then just let that thing ride, and it feels great. Um, so maybe I'll take that back. You do listen to the whole song, but if you you can't listen to it like more than once in a row, because then you wanna you wanna turn it off. Must be a really good song. It is a good song because it makes me happy. All right. Christmas you don't want to go through the entire thing. It's Christmas songs. We're not saying the greatest songs of all time. We're saying the Christmas songs. Uh, weird. The greatest uh, who, Christmas songs of all time. Who listens to the same song on repeat all the time? Only weirdos do that. You so. can't even. You said you wouldn't even make it to the song. So the the second time. <coughs> okay, my number three is Jingle Bells. It's a classic. Of all the reasons given before, were 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 noted. The ad libs, fire. Um, just an easy one to learn, easy one to sing along to. When we did sing, people got to hold the bells and ding them. Nothing better than a Jingle Bell. Uh, Jingle Bell's my number three. Cam, number two. Number two. I don't know if anyone's going to have this on their list. Um, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Now, this song, the reason why it's so high is because when I, like, think of Christmas and, like, putting up decorations like I have in my house, I have some red lights going during Christmas. Um, that's, like, the song I think of, and I have Alexa play it. On repeat, I've listened to it so many times in the past couple weeks, and it just gets you in the mood. It's the most wonderful time, even in even in Florida, no no uh, snow or anything, but it, it gives me something to get me in the mood. Very like slow, not like a um, jingle bell, jingle bell, like fast paced. Just a very nice casual. Put the uh, put the YouTube. Fireplace, ten hours. The Yule log, the Yule log fireplace on YouTube for ten hours. Just light a candle. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's a perfect song when it's like nighttime. You're hanging out, exactly. some hot yeah. chocolate. That's not really doing sitting on the couch. Definition of that song. I can feel that. Tiger two. Number two, I have Jingle Bells. Uh, it is the iconic Christmas song. Everyone knows it. Uh, all the reads have been given out. The uh, parodies are pretty great that we used to say. So yeah, number two, Jingle Bells. Dill. Number two for me is Jingle Bell Rock. Uh, Ooh. Did, didn't make my list, thought about it. Kind of forgot about it late. Um, also, I whenever I sing it, every single time he says rock, I make it rhyme with other words that rhyme with rock. Uh, you could think of a few <laughs> offhand. Um, I try to mix it up a little bit, be a little goofy with it. Um, so it doesn't have to be bad. It could be sock. It could be dock or mock or lock or anything, you know? So, um, it's always fun. Uh, just another one of those. I, I, I'm like a, I'm a rock Christmas guy. I, I put a, I like, uh, I like to listen to those ones. Um, so 
Yeah, number two, Jingle Bell Rock. You ever seen um? You ever seen the video of that girl about to like dance along to Jingle Bell Rock and she's in a wheelchair and she puts the wrong song on? You ever seen that video? I don't think so. Oh, uh, you gotta look it up. My number two, I don't even know what the actual name that's, of the song that's is. My put, putting uh, ornaments on the tree song. That's my ornament song. My number two, I don't even know what the name is, but it's I think it's just called Sleigh Ride, you know? That one. Comfy cozy okay. sl- sleigh, sleigh ride together with you. Wow. You, you know that, that one? Song. Okay, remember that? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. A great song. Um I like the sung version of the song. I also love the instrumental. It's on that's like the perfect department store shopping for Christmas movie music is the instrumental to Sleigh Ride. The song um, is called A Sleigh Ride Together With You by Bing Crosby. A Sleigh Ride Together With You. Bing Crosby's a great singer. R.I.P. I assume he's dead. Probably is. But great song. Great instrumental. Makes me think of just Christmas. I feel like uh, it's an elf. I think that's a big part of it. Oh, yeah. He died um, in 1977. Yeah. So long time. Makes ago. me think of like Christmas in New York, which is Christmas in New York is undefeated. Um, just makes me think of snow and shopping and everything Christmas related. That song right there is is a great Christmas song. Sleigh ride together with you. Cam, give me your number one. Quick honorable mention. I totally forgot about this song. Don't know if it would have made my list. I'd have to think about it. But uh, I saw Mama kissing Mommy kissing Santa Claus. Michael Jackson. Don't know if anyone has that as their number one. But the biggest thing is they did like a Rugrats version. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Nope. Oof. But anyway, that's my honorable mention. Number one, I guarantee nobody has it. Tucker, you said you had a crazy one for number one, so maybe you. Mine is the Heat Miser Snow Miser song. That's, nope. that's, I don't know if what you guys pick. know what that is. I know. Holy cow. I'm Mr. What a pick. I'm Mr. Snow. That's a, that's a crazy pick, that Kim. I love it. I like it. I favorite like 25 Days of Christmas countdown on ABC Family. I don't know if it's called that anymore. Um, but I've listened to that song at least 20 times this season. Um, I haven't seen the movie in a while, but I absolutely loved it when I was a kid. Don't know what it has to do. It, it The movie that it's from is called The Year Without Santa Claus. Yeah. Don't remember the plot at all. Just remember the song, Snow Miser. I'm Mr. Snow Miser. I'm Mr. Whatever. Um, Santa gets a cold. He can't. He can't. He got the go vid. To, right. He can't so go I, down from the North Pole. I, I love watching like the old, not even cartoon. It's from like the 70s, I think, when they came out with it. It's like. Puppet-esque. Yeah, we've talked about this at length through this list, Cam. What's that? You didn't hear us talk about this multiple times during the list? No, actually, I didn't. But anyway, um, (laughs) that's my number one. Absolutely love that song. Listen to it all the time. Listen to it today, actually, oddly enough. Um, Yeah, that's my number one. Christmas is over for me, by the way. I haven't done one Christmas-related thing since Christmas ended. Um, t- uh, Tucker, number one. Now, I want you guys to remember going into this that this song has to be the best Christmas song. The best song revolving around Christmas. So, you have to pick a great song. And for this, I picked Santa Tell Me 
by Ariana Grande, which is the best Christmas song. I can listen to that song in any time of the year. It's a great song that just happened to be a Christmas, a Christmas song. song. Number one on my list, Said to Tell Me by Ariana Grande. It's a good song. I'm not going to hate on Ari. It's a good oh. song. It's not an iconic Christmas song, but it's a good song. Iconic. Uh... I bet most people wouldn't know it if you said, hey, have, have you listened to Santa Tell Me? They wouldn't Tell know. me if you're um, But it's your list, so I respect it. Uh, Dylan, go That ahead, was not on. the reaction I got on my 4th of July edition. Because you hated all of us for picking the National <laughs> Anthem as the most American song. No, you attacked me. No, it, the list was not most American songs. It was best American songs. Yes. Best. Not most. Best. Whatever. Dylan. Fourth of July songs. But anyway. Um, Tuck, uh, I, my criteria is for this is like songs that I would really only really listen to around Christmas. So I, you're not wrong. It's a good song, but I, it's it's teetering on the edge of a Christmas song. It's, it's called Santa Tell Me. I it's know. a Christmas song. It, uh, yeah, I, I guess. She's got, got a Christmas, Christmas album. She, yeah, I was about to say it's on the Christmas album. I think I think that's a bad take by me. But anyway, um, although another honorable mention, uh, White Christmas, and also uh, Little Drummer Boy. Those are some classics when I was a kid. I don't really love them, but uh, they're pretty good. Um, Cam, huge pick with Heat Miser, Snow Miser. I love it. Uh, my number one is going to be uh, the iconic. All I want for Christmas is you. You you play it a hundred times. <laughs> you hear it a hundred times. Um, I used to hate it. Linnea plays it all the time. Learned to love it. Um, it's definitely her favorite, most likely, if I had to guess. Um, we just play. We played it a lot this year. Learned to like it even more. Um, so, all I want for Christmas is you. I'm the exact opposite. Like, I we- used to like that song, and now I don't like it anymore because it is played <laughs> ad nauseum. I think give it give it five years and I will probably hate it. What, Cam? Quick question for Dill. Linnea at the beginning of the app before we started recording said there's two songs that if they make the list, I'll throw up something something that sort. Uh, what what were those bottom two? I don't know. I have to go ask her. She's upstairs. I'll All be right, right back. My number one is one that hasn't been mentioned yet. It's Carol of the Bells. You know the one that goes dun 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 dun. It's intense. It's like it's got this magical feel to it. Another great rock uh, rendition of a song. Um, but Carol of the Bells, it's got that like magical feel to it that comes around Christmas time. It's a little more foreboding than the rest of the, you know cheery Christmas songs. I think that makes me like it more. It's, all right, it's, so all right, I got the picks. It's uh, Little Drummer Boy was one. Which is my one of my honorable mentions, which is sad. Um, and Silent Night is the other one. I like Silent Night, but con- to continue my pick, Carol of the Bells, <laughs> um, a classic Christmas song. Doesn't have any words, just music, uh, which can be nice sometimes. Wait, so, what is it? Uh, it's Carol of the Bells, Dylan. Jesus, I, I said it 15 times, and you took off, and you interrupted me in the middle of my pick. Maybe you would have understood it if you let me give my pick. <laughs> Carol of the Bells is the best Christmas song. It's my number one. Okay? That's Waste of Takes, episode 104. Anybody got anything else they want to say? 
No, uh, now everyone's really. quiet. Wait, wait. When I don't talk wait, anymore, everyone's wait, quiet. Wait, wait. Oh, I had, um, you know what? I almost had the uh, Drummer Boy, Justin Bieber remix on my list just as a troll pick. I you know the one where Busta Rhymes raps in the middle of it? Yes. Yes. I almost had Mistletoe. I Ooh. actually, I really like that song. I, I think it's a good one. With you. All right. That's episode 104, the 104 Days of Summer Vacation episode. Uh, check us out on our social. Turn that off, Dylan. We're going to get copyright Not strike. Um, Tucker. Tucker, turn it off. Uh, thanks for getting wasted with us, and we will see you next week. There's no way we ever get copyright.